Welcome to Young and Adulting, a podcast of the Young Adults community at Christ Fellowship Church. Our hope is to create a safe place for authentic conversation around the ins and outs of life as we all try to navigate following Jesus in the world we live in today. Thanks for joining us and welcome to the conversation. Welcome to the Young and Adulting podcast. I'm so excited that you've decided to join us today. My name is Lewis. I'm joined with my friends Zach and Erica. Say hi. Yo. Hello, listeners. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Today, we're going to be talking about unity, about division, about how some of those things can really get into our lives and our relationships mess, mess a lot up. But I know that there's one point of contention at this table, and I've heard about this your, your feud is legendary. Oh, we're going there, huh? We're going all the no, way man. there. The Thanksgiving dish is cranberry sauce. How do you feel about Oof. it? Zach? Yeah, I think all cranberry sauce is pretty gross, but specifically the one that comes out of a can that looks like a can when it comes out of a can. I know what you're talking about. The gelatinous one? That one's crazy. Oh, don't, don't be throwing around words like gelatinous, okay? It's great. I... Could just eat the cranberry sauce out of the can. I don't know what it is. Out I don't know what can. it is. Out of the can. I mean, I wouldn't. That wouldn't be my first choice. But I like. I just love cranberry sauce so much that yeah. I would eat it inside of a can. Uh, here's my problem. I'm not a traditional Thanksgiving guy in general. I only eat stuffing, which I know is polarizing. But my mom actually makes me my own dish of stuffing because I can't take from the other people's stuffing because or else they won't have any. I. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's uh, that's all I eat is stuffing. Oh, Can you okay. imagine the family table if you just go around you taking stuffing off of everybody's? That's that's division. That's yeah, I just imagine it with a little porcelain bowl of just stuffing. He's just eating it. With it a is spoon porcelain. Out of it. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow, spot on. That oh, Connecticut yeah. life, I tell you. Yeah, good for high temperature and also cold temperature. Porcelain's great. Get yourself some porcelain. <laughs> all right. Well, we're talking about unity and division talking about how that gets into our relationships beyond just stuffing it gets all over the place it's yeah, something sure. that we've been talking about as a church pastor Todd and Julie they've been mentioning this the the under god series the undivided series we've been talking about it as young adults our climate change our words this is a, a season i think we all agree with this this 2020 year and specifically the past few weeks have been some of the most contentious times in my lifetime yeah, for sure. mm-hmm. most that i remember and it's all over the place, but it seems to be highlighted online with social media. Uh, I want to talk today for a few minutes about how how we deal with this, how it's a part of our lives, how we can learn to be united in the middle of it. So, Zach, would you tell us a little bit about your, your journey through social media? It's an incredible story. I want people to hear it. Yeah. Um, okay. So my before I get into everything on the different phases of how it happened, I just want to say, so I can sort of hook the listener, that right now I'm more free, I'm more creative, I go to bed feeling accomplished with my day, and that is sort of the baseline for like how I live now. And so essentially what happened was, this is over a course of a few months, and um, I, was, I used to be, so these are my two big things, I was really into video games and I was really into Instagram. And I was playing Xbox, Warzone, Call of Duty, <laughs> all of the time. I was, any time I got that wasn't like working, I was playing video games. And I sort of knew it was a problem because I used to have video game addiction when I was younger. So it's like it crept back in. For real? Yeah. And um, I'd gone cold turkey before, like 
Thanksgiving, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you actually haven't gone cold turkey. You've gone stuffing. Yeah, I yeah. went stuffing, and I completely gave up <laughs> video games um, in the past. So I, I knew I could do it, but I just didn't want to do it. So it was the video games and Instagram. Those were my two things. And I justified Instagram because I'm a photographer. Yeah. And okay. I was like, oh, I need Instagram. Because, Super easy to do. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, it's business. And then reality, you know how much percent of business I was doing on it? Like 10%, maybe. The 90% was just wasting time. Um, so anyways, uh, it started, I can't even give a correct date. It was all throughout quarantine though. Okay. Um, where my brother was pushing this book hardcore and it's called Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. I would highly suggest it. And essentially it's this, uh, guy who writes it and he's a pastor of a big mega church out West and, but his perspective is really grounded on facts and, uh, study case studies. So it's very logical fact driven, but also through like a Christocentric point of view. It's very like. I, Sounds I, great. Yeah, I love it. And he sort of gets to the heart of the soul, uh, I guess, uh, like the heart issues of what's going on with our society. The fact that we are um, super anxious, that we mm-hmm. feel super burnt out, but simultaneously feel like we haven't accomplished anything. Wow. And yeah. That is how I was feeling. And so he goes through a lot of practical ways on how to get that. A lot of it is coming back to the Sabbath and what that means and taking a true Sabbath and really respecting it as we respect other values of the Christian faith. Mm -hmm. And so that started this – like from there, I gave up video games completely. I went – I went stuffing, and um, <laughs> I gave up video games at that point. And so I, I had a lot more free time. You know, you don't realize how much free time you have until you're not doing the thing that you were like, ah, oh, it's just like five minutes here and there. Like, no, I had a lot more free time when wow. I gave up video yeah. games. So from that, um, moved into prayer and fasting that we do here at church, the 21 days of prayer and fasting, and I knew I wanted joy. I, I, uh, I probably wouldn't consider myself the most joyful person naturally. Um, pretty cynical. And I knew that that was something I was going to be praying for. And so I went in, and God really laid um, Psalm 16 on me. And in that verse, it talks about uh, in his in His presence, there is the uh, fullness of joy. And I really latched on that word presence. And I started thinking about, like, okay, how do I become more present? Um, and I, I started looking at, like, what things take me away from being present? And that's sort of where I started diving into, like, social media. Mm-hmm. And I, I really sort of had this epiphany where I'm like, Instagram specifically, because that was my thing. I was like, Instagram is designed for me to look at places that I have been, like looking at my feed, and it's a curated feed. So it's like the best moments that I have been. Mm-hmm. And then it's designed to put me in places that I've never been before. Like, hey, I want to go there. I, w- I wish I was invited to that party. There's nothing about Instagram that says, look at where you are right now at this time and point. Like, is nothing present about social media. It That's takes true. you out. And I, so I really latched onto that Psalm 16 about the fullness of joy is within being present. So from there, I started like weaning off Instagram. But then, you know, the real kicker, and I'm, I guess I'm plugging a lot of things today. It's the social dilemma. It's called the social dilemma on, um, on Netflix. Really good documentary. Big tech uh, developers. Yeah, I've There's, seen it. Yeah. It's, it's incredible, man. Yeah. And it's sort of scary at the same time. Oh, yeah. Um, but just a quick plot line for those of you who have not seen it, it's these big developers from Google, Facebook, Twitter, they sort of talk about, and they're ex-employees now because they realize the monster that they created, and they sort of go into the algorithms that they created and what they're designed to do, and they're just designed to study us, and the ultimate goal of these products is to have as much of our time as possible on the platforms, and the only way they get more development and more, uh, like, information on us is by 
tracking like what we're doing. Like, hey, we're looking at how long you look at that photo, who you interact with, because we're going to send you those type of photos. We're going to send you those type of pop-up notifications. So after that, me and my wife, we deleted all of our social media. We turned off all of our notifications on apps that we kept, all the badge, the banners, anything that pops up on the home screen. We just got rid of it because, man, like, don't realize how much, like, this, I was sort of telling Lewis this before the podcast again, like, you don't realize, like, how much it sort of drives your life. Like, I'm going to say, oh, I'm going on my phone. But in reality, I'd go on my phone for one thing, and then I'd get a banner, and I'd click on that banner immediately. Yeah. And I was on Instagram for the next 30 minutes. Like, they would drive my life. So, essentially, I got the wheel back in my own hand, and I'm free. That's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. I watched that documentary, Social Dilemma. The reason why they want our time is because they want to throw advertisements up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People pay them so that we see their advertisements. They're trying to consume our lives. Mm-hmm. It's it's a wild thing. Definitely recommend watching it. It's a little weird watching it on a, a social media platform. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To recommend what to watch that. next. Yeah. But I'm like, not. Netflix took some risk promoting a documentary that's going to be like, stop watching Netflix. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and one of the things that the documentary said is, like these thought bubbles. There's there's one side, and if you are interested a little bit that way, they'll just give you articles, give yeah. you ideas that so flow in that thought, yeah. which creates this division. Because you could look something up, I could look it up, get totally different answers from the search engine just because they know our preferences. It's wild. Mm-hmm. But in the middle of that, we have to still leverage social media because that's where young adults are yeah. to influence people. And Erica, you're a major influencer, you're all over the place. Tell us w- what you do and how you leverage uh, your influence in social media to not bring division. Yeah, major's a strong word. I don't know if I'd use major <laughs> your faith. Come influencer. On. But uh, yeah, so I, I think I've had a similar journey to Zach, not as much removing myself because I do, um, on the outside of work, my normal work, I do do a lot of freelance video and photography stuff. So I do use a lot of it for business. And um, I think even recently, just because it's been such a topic to talk about, which it's been great that it's been a topic, like I've realized just the implications in my own life and uh, a little bit of backstory for me, like I have struggled my whole life with feelings of like self-worth, like being worth, um, feeling like I'm worth something or feeling like I have a place to belong or like that I'm good enough. And it's crazy. Like you don't realize how much um, these things like those feelings are fueled by things that you see all the time until you remove yourself from them. And, um, I just made a decision for me personally that like, if I'm going to have a platform, because my platform could be 10 people, my platform Mm -hmm. could be 10,000 people. It's still a platform. doesn't matter how many people um, are around it. And so I just made a decision that my goal is to never, to never try to create an environment virtually that makes people that fuels people's need um, for validation or someone's need, someone's feelings of inadequacy. Wow. And I work really hard. Like I think it hold, e- on, hold on, say that again. Yeah. I was just going to ask you <laughs> to repeat that because I'm trying to wrap my mind around that. I don't have the ability to rewind because <laughs> oh, it's live. Geez, yeah. <laughs> no, I just, uh, I don't even remember what I said now. I just said that my, if my, my environment socially, um, virtually will be to create a place where people don't need to feel so validated, but it also doesn't fuel, any feelings of inadequacy um, That's with gold. what I'm doing. Gold. And um, I know a lot of my friends would say, I think, I, I really strive hard for this. I do I am a person that loves to celebrate people. I think there's nothing greater than when you get to celebrate a person. One of my best friends is nodding at me from behind the camera, so I think that's a yes. This is true. But, um, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I work really hard to do that, and so I think 
the one way that you kill comparison is celebration. And it doesn't have to be some crazy outlandish thing. Um, It can be something as simple as shouting someone out for the small thing they did and um, or celebrating their life on a birthday or celebrating an important milestone and just making people feel seen. And I think this is a generation that just really wants to be seen and known by somebody. I feel like that can be never be stated enough. And so I feel like when we get our when we have a platform, we have to use it to make people feel like, you know, you are good enough, like your accomplishments don't tell you you're good enough. Mm -hmm. But also be like, hey, like I see you and I know you. Even if it's in passing or virtual things, we've heard of like Instagram friends or internet friends and stuff like that. And, um, but just making people know that like your life is valuable, not because of what you have to offer, but because of, because, um, of who you are. So that's what I really try to do with like my content, even with like people I do photos of. And, um, like I really love celebrating people. I actually, it's so funny, Lewis, the other day on my time hop, um, it was pictures from your engagement when you got engaged last year and I got to be a part of Lewis's engagement. And, um, I was actually going to post it for your engagement anniversary, and I was like, oh, I can't do an engagement anniversary. That's weird. I have to do it for a wedding. But, <laughs> but it reminded me, like, how cool it was. Like, it was something I had posted to celebrate them. But it was cool because, like, one, it was celebrating something so exciting because mm-hmm. I just love you and Kalisa so much. But also it was, like, celebrating such a special time. Like, that was a crazy yeah. moment, you know. And uh, I don't know. It is, it's just cool to celebrate people and be along with people on their journey. And um, so that's really my goal is to create a place that doesn't fuel inadequacy but also just celebrates people and the, the things that are important to them as well. Very cool. Absolutely. Yeah, Erica, I thought about it. You you did my senior photos when I graduated yeah, high crazy. school. My engagement photos, my wedding photos. You're going to stick around and do the funeral photos. Oh, if, gosh. If those are a thing. <laughs> what is, what the heck? <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, my oh, goodness. That's crazy. Guys, this is a crazy time that we're living in. Yeah. I can't even believe I got to pinch myself. We're in 20, We're in November. We don't even know who's president. There, yeah. people. It's, it's wild. Yeah. So outside of social media, man, like just life, you're walking around, you're talking to people, you're going back home. Maybe your family has different views. How do you like live out that celebrate, not criticize? How do we live undivided? How do we do this practically? Yeah, Zach, I feel like you're. I oh, have. Man, some, I'm like racking my brain right now. Uh, I I'll I'll speak brief while you're racking. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll rack. I'll rack. Uh, no, I I think for me. So I'm generally. I think this few, this I have very high empathy, and so I hate political. I, some people thrive in political seasons like this. I hate politics. So much. And mm. I'm sure that's a controversial thing to feel. I really it's not dislike, controversial. I mean, I <laughs> really dislike them. And so for me, it's just like I had to make a choice in the season to not speak unless spoken to. For me, that's my that was my ideology. If someone asked me for my personal perspective mm. on something, I'll give it. But other than that, I'm not going to speak out loud about anything. Um, for me, it's doing my own personal research in the election because there's so much being thrown around. For me, I need to know for myself, like, what I wanted to choose. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I think for me, it was just um, extending a lot of grace for everybody because I think this specific election and this season we're in is such a dicey thing, like, yeah. and all the way around. And I think we're all trying to do the best we can. We've never navigated something like this, like a year like this in general. Like, there's no year like this year for at least for us living through it. And so it's just like extending grace for people, knowing that everyone's doing the best they can and not harboring things personally or harboring resentment towards people for really just trying to navigate a situ- situation just like you're trying to navigate a situation, you know? So I don't, I don't know. Zach might have a... Can you more- repeat the question? Because I think I have something, but I just want to make sure I'm staying on Yeah, on no, theme. You're, you're on game. You got it. Just how do we practically live undivided? Hmm. 
Well, something that Erica said that I definitely agree with, and I don't know, I may have taken her a bit out of context, but is this whole not speaking unless you're sort of spoken to. And I think what I've noticed, and this can this actually goes for a lot of realms of life, but I think our generation has a real big thing with um, being like our own authorities in a sense yeah. where we get to speak on our own authority rather mm-hmm. than speaking on the, like the authority of like, let's say leaders of past or even like really good tried and true leaders or I'm going to say that the Bible, uh, can I go. say that on this podcast? Absolutely. Uh, Come on. <laughs> cool. I don't know if this is just for church or if this is for like outside, <laughs> exactly. but that's the authority that I like to ground my life on. But let me let me say it like this like there was a lot of times where I was on Instagram and I was going through stories and I'd either get angry or I wanted to like cheer them on because like I felt that like oh they're either triggering me or I was like right there I'm like oh my gosh this is so divisive like if if I hadn't scrolled through stories I wouldn't be feeling these things right now wow. and I'm like yeah. you want to I want to be more united I'm going to get myself off of these stories because I know I like sort of went into certain people's stories like expecting um, certain polarizing topics. And I'm like, what is I trying to get out of that? I want to feel angry at these people. Wow. That, like, I want to set myself up to not like this person. Yeah. No. So let me not even, like, head into it. Let me walk in. Not, let me not push up against the guardrails that I've set up in my life. Let me actually walk away from them completely and live a lot more free and not have to, like, look over the edge at all the fallen car wrecks down there. So that's what I started doing. I'm like, I'm just going to get off because I know I'm going to get into it with, like, my family members or I know I'm going to get into it with, like, this ex-boss or whatever it is. Um, so... Not being, like, negligent, because I I think there is something to, like, knowing what's going on around you and going on with politics. Like, I do research it, but within, like, my own time, and I definitely don't post my opinion anywhere, because I know, like, I like to have my opinions, but that whole authority thing that I was talking about, like, I want to be super grounded throughout history. I want to be grounded Mm -hmm. on, like, what has has the old church said about this? What has, like, not just, like, the sensationalist media said about it right now? Mm -hmm. So being super, like... Uh, well-rounded in thought before I even open my mouth. And I love that, like, not being, not opening your mouth before spoken to. Yeah. I think the other side of it, too, is, like, I like how you spoke from it from as someone consuming people's content that they put out. But it's also, like, a reminder for me when you're saying that as someone that's putting out content, like, to not, to not get so offended if someone disagrees with something I do put out, whatever. Um, it's funny. I think about um, my friend uh, Jay. She got a haircut and she's actually a major influencer, straight up a major influencer. And she got so many messages about her haircut, like people criticizing her for getting no. her haircut. They're like, why would you ever cut your hair? Like oh messages on messages on messages. And she's just like, but why do these people think they can tell me what to do? You right. know what I mean? But it's, it's just funny because like she, people are so invested in her life. She does such a good job mm. that they, they feel even just something as simple as cutting her hair. They had something to say about. So I think it's just choosing like knowing like people that are watching like, it's hard to maybe believe, maybe to believe, especially for me, because I'm like, why does anyone give a rip about what I do or what I, if I cut my hair and dye it purple or whatever the heck I want to do? Um, like, I had to remind yourself, like, not to be so, off- be easily, not to be easily offended, be unoffendable mm. with, with the stuff, that thought. stuff too. So, yeah, I, I got a question. Zach, mm-hmm. you talked about how you, you wanted joy in your life. Yeah. And that's something that a lot of people feel right now. So how have, how have you guys tried to find joy, create moments of joy? Because if, uh, like, like we've said, if all we do is look at social media or the news, we're going to be discouraged. Yeah. How do we put joy in, in the middle of it? So um, 
when I was on that whole 21 days of prayer and fasting and I was like hardcore just like researching anything I could about joy um, something that Stephen Furtick from uh, Elevation Church put it and had this perspective about joy that I really really liked was it wasn't something like you asked for you don't ask for joy you don't get joy it's actually a priority it's something you set before you and if your priority is joy, then all the other things fall into line. Line. It's not like something that God grants and he's like, you get it, but you don't. You need to ask for it. No, it's like you have to choose that in front of you. Um, I think he's, he talked about how like when Jesus was on the cross, he set joy before him. He didn't enjoy the cross. Mm-hmm. He endured it and he had joy through it, which is crazy. So it was something that he chose and it, it was a priority. And so for me, like... Uh, how do I get joy? How do I, I have to choose it. And I think a lot of what it comes down to for me, at least is slowing down in a lot of things, slowing down before I speak. And it gives me time to sort of filter what I want to say. If if I was going to snap on my wife, Heather, or if I wanted to like, like just slowing down in general gives you a lot more time to think. And you're not so quick to where you say something that you know, wasn't joyful or um, that you later like regret when you're falling asleep. You're like, man, I wish I had I hadn't said that. So I feel like one part to having joy is just slowing down in life. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Erica, you got something? Yeah, I think I think similar to what Zach said, like creating the space. Actually, this past weekend, I went on a um, like a wilderness retreat sponsored by a. Um, it's put on by a company called Jade Ranch. Um, and it's funny cause the day before I went, something happened crazy enough on social media that was very triggering for me. That made me very, very upset to the point where I didn't want to wow. go on this retreat weekend. And, uh, I really pushed through and ended up going, it's just like a relationship tension I'm managing right now. And I just saw something that made me not feel the best about it. And, um, on the retreat, you can't, you're not supposed to have your phone. So you, you're without your phone for a couple of days. And, um, just that space away from everything, I was like, man, that controls so much of my life. And just the way I came back feeling, like I felt so refreshed. I felt like better about myself overall because I wasn't even, and it was just like a day or two that I was gone. Like it wasn't even anything crazy. But just that space like allowed for me so much healing, mm-hmm. um, just a time to connect with people on a deeper level outside of us all scrolling on our phones. So I got to have dinner and not have a screen in front of my face or no one else around me. And no one else around me, around me had screens in front yeah. of their face. You know what I mean? I love it. Um, that. And then I, I have like a special restaurant I go to every once in a while just to get dessert or to eat. And I'll go by myself with a book and I'll put my phone away and just read and eat my meal leisurely and enjoy yeah. it. And people think that that's a really sad thing to go and eat by yourself at a restaurant. And I'm like, this is the is the best thing in the world because it's valuing myself mm. and investing myself with what I'm reading and also just taking in time. Because I feel like, too, we're such a success-driven culture. Like, being a young adult is just so driven by success sometimes. If you don't ever slow down to just enjoy the fruit of your labor every once in a while, like, it, what's the point of doing it? Exactly. Like, what are you working that's towards, so you know? So I make – it's like part of my, like, rhythm that I will take one – portion of whatever I make from work or whatever and just enjoy it like not worry about paying off a thing or doing something or going somewhere but like just sitting and like soaking it in so really just creating places to pause and separate but also pauses to really just soak in everything you know because I feel like we don't ever stop like what what's the point yeah I love I love it I love it I love it and something that I was just thinking about um recently as I was talking through life with Heather and um I was like Thinking about how everyone sort of tells you, oh, 20s, like, the 20s are it, man. Like, when you're in college, that's the peak of your life. And now I'm out of college, and I'm like, did I miss my peak of life? Did I, like, (laughs) 
and I think that because I, I like have these thoughts. I'm like, I don't remember enjoying it because I remember feeling the same feelings now of like, I need to get a lot done. I need to, I have so much to do and my mm-hmm. days are so busy. And I was like, okay, wait a second. It, it like, who's to say that that's my peak and why can't I have a peak every single day of my life? And that <laughs> is, and so something that Erica said, um, where, and I guess I said it a little bit too about this whole slowing down. You might be thinking, well, that's really easy to say as a podcaster or whatever. Like it's easy for you to say slow down, but you don't know what my life looks like. Trust mm-hmm. me, I live a busy life too. And I think it's actually verbally, verbally saying it and like proclaiming that, hey, this Friday I'm gonna do, I'm gonna make this space for my time. That's when right. you like proclaim it and say like, and for you dudes and ladies, whatever uh, that are in relationships, <laughs> like saying, I'm going on a date with you on this day, and it's gonna happen. And your schedule will open up. You will be able to like free up your time um, when you actually proclaim it and like making a calendar date for it. And it, you do like little by little, and then you start doing that with the littler things. Like you don't have to like not even talking about big like expensive dates, even the little things. Like okay, I'm gonna take thirty minutes, and this is something I do now. Actually, it's pretty weird, but like it feel, felt really weird, but I really like it now. When I'm at a restaurant and Heather goes to use the bathroom, I purposely won't pull out my phone or anything because it's like sort of my go-to thing that I would do to sort of feel like, oh, it's like what do I do? Like, uh, I don't know what to do. I have this like social anxiety. <laughs> but I purposely sit there. I cross my hands and I just look around. I just take in the sounds of the restaurant. I like just picture, like I just like enjoying everything. I'm like, I chose this restaurant for a reason. Now let me look around. Mm-hmm. And it's been a really fun like mental practice and it gets easier now. Like, I don't know, maybe I look weird and like no. sort of like a sociopath sitting over there just with my hands crossed. You hear so but. many cool st- I went to the restaurant I just talked about last night and I didn't have my phone and I heard so many crazy yes. stories just like of people talking around me. I was like, I would have missed all of that yep, if I totally. had my, my phone out. Yeah, 100%. There, there are so many things we can do, like the date night idea, just mm-hmm. the, the intentional, I'm putting the phone away, I'm changing things because we live in this time where the noise around us if we let it get in us, it's going to ruin us. Yeah, for sure. And so I'm all in with saying we're going to be undivided. we got to be one with each other, cross lines, mm. have conversations. Make sure you choose joy. I, I really believe, like you said, that we have not reached the peak of anything. Mm-hmm. The best is always still yet to come. And so um, this is a, a Tuesday morning that we are recording this. The best is yet to come. Yeah. Thursday night at 730 because that's when Young Adults happens. Guys, thank you so much for joining us in this Thanks, conversation. Lou. Everybody else, Thursday, 7.30. We'll see you there. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Young and Adulting. Don't forget to tune in Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. on our YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram at cf.youngadults. And if there's a topic you'd like to talk about, we want to hear about it. Send us an email or leave a comment with your thoughts. We'll see you next time.